0: Welcome to the War Room. Today, we have a very special guest today. Jaden, welcome to the show today. It's awesome to have you as a part of the show today.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, awesome stuff. Well, hey, what I like to always do first is because I'm really terrible about introducing people, So, and I figure you probably know yourself better than I do. So if you could just high level tell the audience who you are and what your superpower is. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, so my name is Jaden Auburn, uh, I use to them pronouns, uh, and I am, ooh, it's always such a big question, who am I? Um, really, I'm just a human who's trying to make an impact. Um, I'm a social worker and a therapist and a consultant, um, and I'm also a dancer, it's a really big part of me, um, and I would say my superpower is probably my ability to show up for people right to just be there i'm very much a a hufflepuff you know for my uh, harry potter fans so loyalty is super important to me and just being there for my community
0: yeah it's amazing how just showing up sometimes makes all the difference isn't it yeah (laughs) that's all people want they just want somebody to show up and be there that's that's a huge part of life. It's a big part of business. And it's a human thing. I always say, let's stop being human doings and start being human beings like we were designed to be. Oh, 100%. <laughs> so, for sure. Well, you know, I'm I'm curious as to, you know, did you come from a family of entrepreneurs, you know, professionals, business people, stuff like that? How did that
1: not at all, not at all. Um, my mom was the first in our family. Oh, actually, that's not true. But my mom got a, a bachelor's degree, and my dad had an associate's. Um, but both really struggled with employment uh, for most of their life. My mom um, uh, was on disability for most of my life. Um, and I was very much taught to like be a teacher, maybe going to like political science i grew up you know inner city columbus ohio um grew up around all very um working class black folks we weren't taught that we could be anything that we wanted to be so you know starting a business like being a consultant like that was never on my mind at all and you know life just took me you know, one step after another and I moved out to the West Coast in Seattle, met some very encouraging people. There's like I was like, it would be so great if I could just like have a business and do this thing and do that thing. And they were like, you you can. It's completely possible. And I was like, what? Really it is? Uh <laughs> and so a couple a couple of years ago I looked into, you know, how do I start an LLC where the, you know, beginning um processes of that um you know figuring out how to get a bank account and all of that and it's definitely been a self-taught journey these past couple of years
0: yeah interesting what we're you know i mean growing up the way you did though you know influence wise do you think that influence that you had growing up with your folks and and other leaders that might have surrounded you, so and so, do you think that is a contributor to you wanting to break that mold?
1: Mm, I think that growing up, I saw a lot of injustice. I saw a lot of people struggling and I saw a lot of systems that were not helpful. And I saw a lot of people in pain. And I wanted to help fix that, right? I wanted to be a part of that solution. And so in that way, you know, it was definitely an influence. And I think a lot of my journey as an adult has been with my skill sets, where are the best ways I can do that? Like what ways can I have the most influence? And I didn't really start getting some of those ideas um, until later in adulthood.
0: Yeah. You know, the area of like real high performance people is often steeped in life experiences that weren't always good. Right. Like for instance, I know many, many high performers that were in sports. They were in, you know, military settings, so on and so forth. And those are all forged in fire that then created you know, what they ended up doing later on in their life in the business world. So, and it's in us, there's no doubt it's in most human beings to have that entrepreneurial spirit, right? I mean, if you strip all of the things away in our lives and we didn't have homes and we grocery stores and all that stuff what are we we are basically foragers foragers are entrepreneurs
1: (laughs) yeah no i definitely agree with you and i think that if you know a big part for me was not being encouraged as a kid and you know i got encouraged as an adult and i wonder you know if i was encouraged as a child if that was something that was more accessible to my community um you know would i've entered this path differently or earlier so, yeah, definitely, if we're given the choice, I, I think there's a lot more entrepreneurs out there.
0: Yeah, no no doubt about it. So let's kind of skip forward now into, so you made this transition in your life. You decided to, to you know, start a business. You know, what was that transition like for you? Uh, um, and then bring us up to date where you are right now.
1: Yeah. So, um the transition was definitely a slow one. Um mm. so I was working, you know, a 9 to 5 in a nonprofit, um doing community mental health serving uh, uh the population experiencing homelessness and severe uh, mental health, and that was quite draining. <laughs> So instead, I went and got into a group practice where I was providing just uh, outpatient mental health therapy. And in that job, I was only working four days a week, um, 10s. And that's when I first started my business and got the LLC and started to do uh, more consulting work. And so I do DEI consulting with a trauma-informed lens. Um, so providing trainings, um, for how can you make yourself as an individual um, or your organization, you know, your strategic plan, um, you know, better within the realms of diversity, equity, and inclusion? And how can we look at that from a trauma-informed uh, perspective? It's not just oh, don't be oppressive, you know, don't be racist. Like it's way more nuanced than that. We need to talk about the feelings of anxiety, the uh, the fears of, you know, losing your power. Um, all of those things, they're real fears and how can we actually address them so that uh, you or your business can uh, work towards your goals. So I started doing more strategic planning, uh trainings, coaching in that first year when I first um, made my business. And then about a year later, I decided to leave my group practice and I do therapy individually, so uh, my business eventually became Tice Consulting and Therapy. So I'm also providing psychotherapy. With um, my specialties are complex trauma and borderline personality disorder, and you know doing groups, and then also um, providing like more accessible ways for people to access resources because there's definitely a shortage of therapists, and you can mm-hmm. only see so many clients in a day. So um, I have like a self-paced therapy guide. I have a text a therapist hotline, um, and a few other uh, like you know workshops and stuff that I like to put on. Um, so yeah, it was a very like slow process, but we are here, and uh, I'm really excited about it. You're showing up, right? Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> I
0: love that, you know, showing up. It's a it's a key to any business, right? And you have to show up. And it's interesting that, you know, the dei conversation it gets misconstrued a lot of times, it's it's really a deep conversation, right? when it comes to dei. And I mean, I'm steeped in a background of military. I did twenty three years in the in the military. And the conversation isn't always about equity, right? Because, Everybody just looks at this equity thing, right? And, and like that's the key pillar, right? But if you're the wrong face for the seat, it has nothing to do with equity, right? It's, and I think a lot of people look at it as, as you know, just because I'm not qualified for the job doesn't mean I can't be. And there's this misconception of what that means. And it gets ran down this road that, It's so misunderstood. You know, we just released the three books on DEI, A, actually, D-E-I and A, and conversation is much deeper than most people want to take it Mm -hmm. Um, because they're just looking at the surface level of things and they're not digging down into what it actually means. And it's just became another
1: buzzword, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And I think both sides of the spectrum are kind of at fault here, mm-hmm. right? There's, you know, uh, the side where it's like, if you're not doing these things, you're wrong and you're a bad person. And I, I, that's way too simplistic, right? Um, and then there's other side where I'm just not going to change and or I don't understand why I need to uh, change these behaviors. And then, then they just get into an argument. Well, you don't understand you're a bad person. Well, no, they don't understand. They don't understand. Let's have a conversation and sit down and explain. We can talk about, you know, um, what are the benefits of DEI, right? How does that help you as an individual and your community? How can we address the fears that you actually have? And none of this means that you're a bad person. There's like you can't be perfect at DEI. Uh, we all have things. Um, I. Uh, It's a quick example. um, I recently got my tongue pierced, and um, when you get your tongue pierced, it it swells up a lot, and uh, it's very difficult to talk. And so I was like getting really anxious of like, oh no, do people think I think I'm stupid now because I'm talking, and like I'm talking like differently, and like right there, that's ableism, right? Because Mm -hmm. my intelligence hasn't gone down just because my speech is different but the fact that i'm concerned other people might think that means that part of me believes that even if the other part of me doesn't okay we can just acknowledge that and then Mm -hmm. we can work on it and move forward but when it's like oh if i have this thought i'm a bad person and everyone's going to hate me well how do we have any conversations and how do we grow so um yeah i think that's really where i want to come in and i think you know growing up in the midwest where there's a lot of different opinions and we do have these conversations pretty regularly or at least we did when i was there i don't know what's happening out there anymore um you know i think it's really helped prepare me to like just sit with people and say like okay that that fear is valid and now let's talk about it and see um you know, where we can maybe poke some holes and where maybe we can find some protection. Yeah.
0: And it's interesting too, right? That this is something I've found interesting around this conversation, right? There's always two sides, right? And there's, it doesn't always have to be right or wrong. I mean, everybody we're supposed to be entitled to, you know, our opinion. That's mm-hmm. what our country is founded on is, you know, you have an opinion, right? Yeah. But you know, we've kind of gotten to this place where it's like, if you got an opinion and it's wrong, well you're entitled to your wrong opinion then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't, I don't think that's, that's not healthy. And that's not where we need to be going. And You know, that's why we need people like you out leading that charge to, like, get us away from that kind of mentality of, you know, let's sit at the table and have an honest discussion about it and then not complain about it, actually come together and create a solution, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah of acting like a bunch of babies at the table right
1: (laughs) right lean into discomfort i think there's this idea now that if you're uncomfortable you're being harmed and that's not true if you're uncomfortable you're uncomfortable right and how can we start to learn to be uncomfortable with each other Mm -hmm. so that we don't actually harm each other
0: yeah absolutely and that i mean that's like a lot of the basis of life right period you know, if you boil that whole conversation down to do sometimes you have to have an uncomfortable situation with your partner or your spouse or mm-hmm. things like that, right? It's the same conversation. It's just reframed, right? Exactly. Yes. So, so it's just a different why. And, you know, I'm not saying everybody's good at you know, doing that in their relationships and things like that. But probably the majority of people do a pretty good job at it. So why can't we take that same mentality and move it over into the other conversations, Mm -hmm. you know, but it doesn't help that we have a Congress full of babies either.
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> that's, yeah, that's
0: another conversation for, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole episode. <laughs> but you know, as we have to just, in my opinion, is and and your approach is let's 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 knock this out one at a time. Because if if we can't get the whole, we got to get the few, and then the few will spread to many, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. To me, that just makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we can. We all have the ability to have an impact, mm-hmm. right? Um, and even if you impact one other person, right, um, they're also going to impact at least one other person, and it, it does spread out. And I think um that when we focus on community right and we uh, focus on healing together and coming together as a community and as a society we really start to see these impacts that we have on each other so now that you know you have an impact that's power so what are you going to do with it right what type of impact do you want to be spreading and how can you be intentional
0: yeah for sure um i i think that's yeah the impact is what it's all about Right. I mean, and when you look at impact in itself, right. To truly make a big impact is not a cheap venture. Right. I mean, you can go door to door and do these things and have these conversations, but that impact takes a lot of time to do it that way. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Where if we're able to bring communities together um, that's huge, right? It's a huge thing. I mean, I wrote this book, uh, or <laughs> that one, um, <laughs> leadership and community, right? Yeah, community is so important to most of these conversations because a community together can have more impact outside of its own community and then further, 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 and you can make a bigger impact. Mm-hmm. So you know i've been preaching community since covid started and uh, just just for the simple fact of that started like dying off right because everybody like retreated into their own little home and 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 we lost this sense of community and this sense of communication just like this right here this is like really difficult for a lot of people right now mm-hmm. <laughs> just to like connect and have a conversation and and that's odd to me because i'm a communicator right <laughs> so and i can tell you are too you're very much a communicator too so it's it's bringing all that narrative together to be able to make a big difference and clearly that's what you're doing that's pretty obvious so um
1: yeah and i love that you uh you bring up uh COVID and the impacts um because it, as people separate it this is like a, a quick uh dive into the work that i do mm-hmm. and the focus i have um that is all a trauma response right when we are traumatized our ability to empathize and connect changes Right. And oftentimes we become more distant because the body wants to protect you from harm. And the body's like, well, other people could harm me. So I'm just going to stay away. And it was COVID. That was so true for a while. We really was like, if I talk to a person, I might die and also kill my grandma. Right. Like, so mm-hmm. we learned that being near people is harmful. The opposite of trauma is empathy right? When we have empathy, we start to heal trauma. You know, trauma is a molecular biological thing, right? It has a lot to do with like energy in your body and, you know, changes in your brain functioning. To start to undo that at a biological molecular level, we have to practice empathy. We have to heal in community. And so, you know, if we take this at a really large scale, of course COVID traumatized a whole bunch of people and now we're having trouble connecting and our world is getting even more and more divided because the the trauma just keeps impacting it all and we keep separating. So um, I like to have this trauma focus of how do we deal with the fear of connecting with another person, right? Um, How do we deal with the fear of connecting with a different race Um, or, uh, you know, Queer folks or people with different abilities, right? How do we actually deal with that fear? Because that fear is real, and it's at a biological level. And the way to undo it is empathy and compassion. It's not to shame people into being better. Mm. It's to be compassionate. Yeah, kindness is free. Yeah,
0: doesn't cost anything to be kind. I tell my son that every morning before he goes to school. It's mm-hmm. always, you know. Have a great day at school today, son, and remember kindness is free, right? Yes. So, you know, and, and it's planting those seeds today in the younger generation. And, you know, they're mm-hmm. lots lot smarter than me. He's seven years old and he's already smarter than I am. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something to be said about that. But um, anyway, the you know, a lot of really, really good points of impact in that discussion we just had, but for those listeners that didn't quite get it, right, what what would be a few of the things that you would want to have as a lead behind for the audience to go, look, this is what I think you need to do, right, to make an impact?
1: Yeah. Um, I would say number one, Uh, lead with compassion and uh, curiosity, right? If someone has said something that you don't like or is offensive, um, ask them about their perspective, right? Let's ask in a compassionate way versus immediately judging and and being angry, right? Um, And I think the other big thing is we are capable of amazing, amazing things. Um, and sometimes we just need someone to tell us that we are. What, if we look at science fiction, right? How much of science fiction has actually influenced like science and, and what we develop? If we can view it, if we can dream it, if we can envision it, we can do it, right? So um, as you go about your life, if you're thinking about your job, if you're thinking about how you show up in community, if you're thinking about the future of this country, What do you really want? Envision that and then figure out how to make it happen because it is possible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Anything's possible. I truly believe that. I truly believe that the human dimension is so dynamic that, Mm -hmm. I mean, look where we've came just in a few hundred years. Yeah. A few hundred years. So think about what we can do in the next thousand years i mean it's it's almost you can't even almost even wrap it around your head right yeah if we were able to stay on the same impact level as we are in the last couple hundred years and growth wise as technology all these different things man what's that gonna look like (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's actually a little bit scary but (laughs) i guess we won't be around for it so we won't know any better but anyway so man great pieces of advice to give um how how do people get a hold of you how do you want people to contact you um to work with you
1: uh yes so uh, my information is consistent across boards it's tice consulting and therapy that is t-i-s-e it stands for trauma informed social equity. So uh, T-I-S E Consulting and Therapy. Uh my website is TIC Consulting and Therapy.com. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok with the same handles. And my Gmail is also TICE Consulting and Therapy at gmail.com. So uh, any one of those um or, you know, good old Google Tice Consulting and (laughs) Therapy. One of those things should uh, pop up and you'll be able to find ways to contact me on um, any of those platforms. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Well, I hope uh, many of the listeners, we have about five to 10,000 listeners per day. So uh, somebody needs you today. So hopefully they reach out to you and make that step to do that today. So yeah, the kind of the final closing thought provoking question as you can see we don't really do a Q&A on this show um because it's more of value is driven by conversation, right? And mm-hmm. and the conversation we had was very very valuable to the audience. But for all uh, the million dollars in the world, right? Yeah. If you were to invite Anybody to this show, dead or alive, any point in time in history, to either join us or participate. Who would have you loved to have here, and why them?
1: Okay. Uh, It is going to be my answer, Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah! Uh, (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, She has been an inspiration uh, to me since uh, I was a child. Um, You know, seeing a, a Black queer, even though... She wasn't out when I was a child, but you know, now she is, it's great. Uh, You know, just phenomenally talented and phenomenally intelligent individual who has uh, been able to maintain her roots uh, and, you know, continue to give back uh, to the community where she was from. And I think this is a concern for a lot of people of, Black middle folk, people that I've talked to who grew up poor and working class, we don't wanna lose our roots. And as we like transition out of working class into middle class, there can be a disconnect. And so being able to keep that community tied is really, really important to me. And I love listening to Queen Latifah talk and see how she's able to uh, do that and always tie it back to her roots. Um, so yeah, that I would will, I will love to be in a, you know in conversation with her she's an amazing actress
0: i will you know for sure she's she oh, what was the show she's just been doing recently um equalizer right mhm mm-hmm. yeah 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 i mean you talk about the spin off from the old equalizer to this one i think hers is better anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah agreed <laughs> for sure because uh, i'm i actually watch it every now and again um but uh anyway yeah amazing conversation thank you for taking the time to stop by here um and share some of your knowledge with our audience um i always like to say there's 168 hours in a week and every one of those hours is important and You know, you shared all that value for 30 plus minutes with this audience. Um, We're very grateful for that time. So thank you for that.
1: I feel honored to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Cheers. Bye.